You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. <laughs> Matt hurt himself. We'll talk about that in a second. Hello, friends, neighbors, and punk wizards of all sorts. Welcome to episode four of Punk Wisdom with Matt and Allison. Tonight, we'll dive balls deep Oh, into trolling and the unwritten, untaught, and to some recently created social media etiquette. Not to say that there is no need for the occasional digi-wedgie. We'll define that later. Uh, for the occasional douchebag, but we'll figure that all out in a minute. We are here again with Jessica, our engineer, and Hi. special guest, Andy Flory, who is a graduate from Oakland University in Communications, currently employed as a relationship manager. So this ought to be very interesting. Good evening. How are you all, you guys? Good. How about you? I'm tired. <laughs> you just hurt you. What'd you do? Kick the end of the... The leg of the... The leg of the table is like right here. And I don't know why I sit here every single you, time because I hit my knee every see how I single shift? time. Just, I, I, I should. Really I should. But usually we, the first couple podcasts, we had a bunch of people at the table. So we were like, I wanted elbow room. And then Jessica smells nice. So I thought I'd sit closer to her. But by doing that, I keep banging my knee on the damn table. I, I so would, it's it like is a true. She does sword. smell good, but you're, you're a dirty liar. You it's just okay. forget. <laughs> That's why I have you. Here. I come You're in right. here, right? And the first thing I do is move this chair over, move this chair up. Because, yes, there must be a, a group before us that have several members. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> wow, twice nice. in the first five minutes. This is seriously. I'm one like f- a 13-year-old. <laughs> one for the record books tonight. So, Andy. Yes. Um, tell us a little bit about you. Um. Well, let's see. So like like you said, I went to Oakland University. I am now in grad school at Walsh College. Um, I work for an insurance company, so uh, it's nothing what I went to school for, but I went to school for communication, and I'm happy to be here talking about, uh, what are we talking about tonight, trolls? Trolls, yeah. The, yes. the whole internet. Now, see, for as much as I thought, you know, the whole, the whole subject was unnecessary and unneeded, the more I hear people that are just dumb and I read what they write and I, and I, so there's, there's got to be the occasional person that says, okay, win bag, <laughs> shove it. But, but we got to figure out where it all belongs. We got to figure out kind of, do we feel that society knows there is um, an etiquette issue and do all of us, there's four of us here. So tonight we can give our individual on the answers um, on whether or not you scroll by things that disappoint you, things that you disagree with, things that are downright ludicrous. Do you just do you just keep scrolling like a good guy, or do you stop and go, okay, wait a minute? So we'll we'll get to that too. But I think we should have hit a little bit too of the whole how social media itself is kind of developing our kids today because um, I, I want to touch base into that a little bit too just because I we're seeing a a real shift in socially when it comes to our younger kids when it comes to those young millennials and on down so but anyway well they will be interesting to talk to talk about because how many couples sit at the end of their long work day right go home sit on opposite ends of the couch and spend time on their 
own individual cell phones or tablets or well you know me and facebook i mean you know, i'm like all over and i have to admit i'm getting a little I'm, i realize life and society is making me a little bit more adhd than i already was <laughs> because now to sit and just give full attention to a television show or a movie it's almost it's almost I impossible right you got to kind of hear what's going on while you're scrolling through I, your phone the tv's the background so i can play on facebook and that sucks because there's some shows that i really used to enjoy and now sure. i look up and i'm like oh what happened and i've i've told the podcast many many times my whole social issues with me not being able to communicate to people very well um so social media for me is i wouldn't necessarily god say a godsend but it makes things easier for me to communicate to people because I can actually put some thought bef- into my words before I actually say them. Um, and, and you have the uh, the ability to backspace. There's that. <laughs> like I said, like I said last time, you'll find all my posts are, are edited, every single one. <laughs> no, mine too. But it's usually because of like the Oxford comma or something. No, editorial my, wise, mine is usually normally... a rant at first where I'm pissing everyone off. I'm like, no, that doesn't. That's not good. I got to change that. Or you go to put in like dick and it like changes it to like pick. Like you wind up. Like, I didn't mean that. Right? No, and then you're dick. like mad. <laughs> yeah, no, I meant you're actually a dick. You're not a pick. It's crazy. It's crazy. So, yeah, so here we are. Um, personally, all right, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to scroll through. I'm going to see how many. Okay, let's see. I it, And well, I'm going to mention a couple personal names of mine because this is my, my personal feed. So I have uh, my friend who I love, Arizona. She's all good, personal, something light. And then some, but he shared something else. Tim Hortons. Okay, so that's a good one. Yeah. Um, The high school band is posting something good. So, oh, first martini. So there's that. Somebody's, oh, yeah. So there's a couple. I don't. Wow. I don't. It's like six or seven, which is weird. That somebody is not complaining about something else or throwing off some well, opinion like, that just makes everything blow up. So I'm I'm getting lucky today. I'm getting lucky right now in the scope of my ten recent things have definitely posts. calmed down in the past. I would say year. I mean, given the whole current administration and how everything kind of blew up in social media when. That whole campaign was going on and so on. It was next to impossible to scroll through your Facebook without seeing some biased opinion somewhere. Um, and usually not in a very friendly way. I think things have calmed down some. It was funny as since we're talking about social media, I thought this was the funniest post ever. I didn't comment on it and I wanted to so badly, but I kind of, it's one of those moments where you kind of bite your tongue about it. Somebody was making a comment, I guess he's pro oil maybe i don't know but he was making a comment about the keystone nice. bring back coal well no he was making a comment about the keystone pipeline he's like guys it was the old pipeline that leaked the new one's not even built yet and i'm like really so the whole wow, so the thousands one. so the yeah. thousands of gallons good of one. oil that leaked don't matter because it was the old one and not that's the new not one? the point right now that's what? not the point <laughs> what the hell the point is you are trying to stop what potentially may or may not happen 50, 60 years from now when nobody else gives a shit that those pipes are there anymore and has already spent the money they made from it. So there isn't anything left in some cush fund to repair or replace them. So, so you, that's so you not get those. You get those. That's good. I get those periodic. periodic I'm, I'm making up words now. <laughs> um, little things every now and again with some 
then that kind of like, really? That's kind of stupid. And then I know it wasn't a troll post. I think he was just trying to make a point that just fell flat. It didn't fall flat, fall flat for the people that agree with him for some strange reason. But it never does. Fell flat to me because I'm like, no, right. the, I'm it's sorry. not about the <laughs> Type pipeline. Amen. <laughs> it's not about the pipeline. It's about the freaking oil. But you know, whatever. Um, and, you, and I've said this many times, and I'm going to say it again, and I'll keep repeating myself. But you know, I post things that can be viewed as trolling to my Christian friends. Maybe they view it that way. I don't know. I don't care. Um, I'm not trying to spark that type of reaction. Um, but if they are reacting that way, it makes me question on maybe they should really start looking at themselves. If you're really that offended by that post, why are you offended? Well, see, that um, it brings up a good question because okay. you you equate an initial post with trolling, which I I guess I never thought about it that way. I consider trolls those who comment something that is neither beneficial nor entirely true, you know, name calling and just the, the just the blow up that doesn't really it doesn't really incite further conversation. It doesn't really change anybody's mind. It just kind of it's just kind of there to be mean and hurtful. In my opinion, that's it. So as far as trolling goes, what what do we then as as people believe it is? I mean, as far as as far as it goes, in my opinion, I I mean, to an extent, at least. Matt, you could appreciate that what you posted may incite some response, but I think it's different because you're thinking about it as something that could cause a reaction from a certain type of person, um, whereas some people post it with the sole purpose of getting that reaction. Agreed. I have a family member that uh, that does that, and they are definitely <clears throat> on the whole Trump side and we have gotten to points where we have argued so hard that I'm like, honestly, like, we just cannot talk about politics. Like, let's just talk about how our days have gone and what's going on in our personal lives. And let's just not talk about politics because I've already blocked you and unblocked you from Facebook. And you are my immediate family member. And I love you to death. And I don't want to hate you. And if you keep going like this, like... I'm going to. I mean, I so, and you post your stuff me. and I'll just ignore it. And, you know, every now and then if I'm really buzzed and I'm really like, I don't know, triggered, go ahead and call me that if you want to. I really don't care. Like it doesn't really offend me. Um, I'm probably going to talk shit right back to you <laughs> usually, and be like, no, this is why you're the, wrong. And this is why this isn't true. But yeah. And, and, and I'll piggyback what I said last time. It was a little off the air. So I, well, it wasn't a little off the air. It was off the air. Where I said it's <laughs> I next to say, is, there a, is there a gray area there? <laughs> not really. Where I said it's next to impossible to offend me. So I, that's what does not bother me one bit. Um, but what it does bother me is when I start seeing it bothering other people. Right. So what, there is one particular friend I have on Facebook. He hasn't That's been on called it. empathy. It anyway. is too. It's weird, Boom. isn't it? Ding, yeah. ding, um, ding. <laughs> mine comes in weird spurts. I don't know. And that could be taken sexually too. Ooh. Anyway. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jessica's got me there now. I'm sorry. I started <laughs> The awkward this silence made it so much better. I know. He said boner. <laughs> 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 it's just going to carry. Um, sorry. All right. Beer provided from the fall. Oh, no. We got, what do we got? Still Bells in the house? Or? Yep. It is Bells on tap. Bells Brewery. 
it's yep. it's good stuff. So anyway, I have a I have a certain friend. Um, I've known him since uh, youth group at my old church. He was actually a student when I was a volunteer. Um, great kid. Um, he's he's a gay Republican. He was a Trump supporter, which is they're they're very very rare. Um, uh, he but he is. His like idol, a jackalope. Well, his. Sorry, I thought you were actually coughing, so I tried to mute it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, his idol is, is Milo uh, Yiannopoulos, whatever his freaking last Acting. name is. Oh and yeah, he, is that, he, that white supremacist yeah. piece of garbage. Well, he, that guy. He's also he's also homo- He's also gay. What? Um, but oh, I thought he was going to say homeless. No, um, he's a, but like, he's, he's like a walking oxymoron. He, right. <laughs> no, wait a minute. He's a professional <laughs> troll. He calls himself a professional troll. He's a douchebag. And so since my friend kind of takes Which... after him, he does that. So it, he'll, uh. he'll he especially during the whole whole Trump campaign, he was very vocal on my uh, different things I might have posted. And he was just saying things just to get pe- under people's skin. I knew him, and I call him out on it all the time. And he's like, yeah, I know. Um, I don't get it. I feel like he should have better role models, like not yeah. some fascist douchebag, you know? It, well, it's that <laughs> In his opinion, he's of, not a fascist douchebag, but I get what you mean, yeah. That that behavior, I don't know. I just find, what good, I don't know, unless it's like he personally it, satisfying. Yeah, he finds it entertaining. Oh, so it's a narcissist definitely move, definitely, okay. and that's Fair what enough. I think. That's what, I think that's where a lot of trolls are. They they like that entertainment. They do it on purpose. They want to see that reaction. And it's, well, and they want they attention. want to be called those names. They want to see you blow up. Yes, out of control. And they want to have the power to get under your skin and upset you. Right, and it's and it's changing social media today. You know. Um, Twitter and, and Instagram, they've they have implemented controls to try to help avoid, um, and I guess uh, let's see, reduce the number of trolls that there are. So they have uh, controls to remove certain types of language, and they can prevent people from creating new accounts. And you can mute people and block people on Facebook, and that wasn't a thing when these social media sites were created. No, because free speech, it was all about. You know, Twitter was all about saying whatever you had to say in 100, 140 characters. Right. And it was about having everybody. It was an equalizer. It really was because you were on the same platform as whatever celebrity or athlete or politician was. We were all kind of speaking in, in, in the same microphone. And that was really, really cool. But then. You know, along came those people and they started ruining things and they started altering the way other people started then communicating and things. And it's and I mean, I don't think there's ever going to be a hard and fast way that these social media accounts and these platforms are used. I think it's going to be a constant like kind of ebb and flow kind of thing where um, social habits will change and then the domino effect of people's reactions and then. Um, back and forth and I don't think it'll ever kind of I think it'll always evolve that's kind of the whole point but I think aside from being called a snowflake I don't think bullies should run the show all the time well this this trolling thing has been going on long before social media Um, for those of us even out there or even in this room who are familiar with forums especially gaming forums because I was a part of that for a long long time um, they were part of that I mean, so they've been around for, ever since the internet True. was around. 
uh, probably True. long before then even. But um, social media. Yeah, is it was just, just called it more, gossip. It was just called well, social media. You know, <laughs> yeah. What the well, Garden Gate talk? Social of media has made it more. I don't know commercial. Is that maybe that's the you, bad you, word? To use? You have a wider audience to yeah. project your opinion. More people see it as opposed to just a select group of people on a, a particular forum or something. Um, so yeah, we're seeing kind of the next iteration of being those. But it's out there forever, and I love that it's out there forever because just wait until that really important job that those people want. Right. Just wait until those future employers go back and think this guy's horrible. I don't want him near. I don't even want him near me, let alone. Working for me or around the other people who work for me, and I care about them. I, you know, we, they all want a cohesive family, right? They all, they well, only we already because when the team works, right, then you know. I, we just got a new uh, addition to our uh, of our employee handbook. Sorry for two th- for twenty seventeen, and there's actually s- stuff in there about social media and podcasting and so on, um, which I thought was kind of funny. So I can't talk bad about my employer on the air, I guess. So I won't say anything negative about them. So I won't say anything at all. Yeah, good luck there. <laughs> I will tell you, um, for the record, CCEC, I love you guys, and I would never have anything bad to say, let alone have to censor myself to say it. So my kids are great. My invi- It's actually the best. And I said something earlier, and I... I I'm going to I'm going to backpedal for one second because I said something on one of our last podcasts that our environment at an alternative high school is very liberal. I have since kind of thought on that and slept on that. And that is not entirely true. We start out very liberal because we take those who are disenfranchised, who aren't being listened to, have circumstances, family issues, law issues, on probation, tethered, what would take them all. And not only that, but when they when they leave, get mad, walk out, they get dropped because they don't do their work. When they come back again, we'll take them again and again and again and again. But the thing I fail to think about at that point, when we have them, we're not teaching them to be liberals. We're teaching them to learn for themselves, to earn for themselves, to grow for their own benefit, to be individual, hardworking, upright citizens of their environment that does for themselves, makes their own family and takes the responsibility of all of the burdens that they have in a strong and productive manner. So it's weird, but I realize that we have the heart to do that. But when we push them out, we don't expect them to say, oh, poor me, poor me. I need these social systems to help me to whatever. We really want them to think about how do I get it for myself? How do I do it legitimately, really, that fills my bucket, keeps my character, and grants me daily integrity? So There's a, I just want to... Well, just to piggyback off that, the uh, one of the... Authors Which then like means reading. don't be a troll. So there, I tied it in. Go ahead, Matt. Whatever. <laughs> oh, nice. Good guy. Good guy, Dave. Troll. I know. Uh, one of, an author I like to read, uh, I've mentioned him before, Richard Rohr. He's a Franciscan priest. He, uh, he talks about how it's more productive uh, and maybe not easier is not the right word to use, but kind of the same vein of bringing up children in a conservative environment rather than a liberal environment. He's like, it's okay for them to be liberal at some point, 
But he's like, but if you bring them into a very loosey-goosey liberal household, they tend to be more disruptive. They tend to be a little bit more, you know, against authority and so on and so forth. Uh, which kind of goes back to when I was explaining what punk wisdom was, where you had the pre-conventional wisdom, the conventional wisdom, the post-conventional wisdom, um, the kind of same concept where you teach these kids more of a structured conservative base, but don't, but it's not healthy to stay there. I'm not saying that conservatism is bad. I'm not saying that, but to stay, but you, I think there's a good happy medium between the two that makes a makes a better person, in my opinion. I well, could be totally wrong. People are going to argue that point. But it's very it's a good thing to start them off with that healthy, constructive, disciplined base and then grow from there. Well so that's you're talking that's, about start out with discipline, but also make sure that they're open minded to other people's walks of life. To a certain extent when they start understanding that, yeah. Well that's the part that blows that blew my mind because when I applied that to my environment, my work environment and my long term goals for those for those kids who rely on us over there to get where they need to be, to kind of lead them where they need to go. I realized that I do the same thing in my house. We have very liberal views of society, help the poor, you know, feed the hungry, house the homeless, but for yourself, be very conservative. Don't expect a handout, go to college, can't pay for college, figure out how you can make it work. And if in doubt, if, if, not in doubt, but if if all your kind of kind of resources are used up and after the bitter end, then maybe go fill out the paperwork to get some sort of a grant to go to school. Or maybe if something is available, reach out for that. But definitely don't rely on that. Definitely don't count on it. And don't live as if there will always be some other person or organization to pick you up when you fall down. So it's weird that I raise I raise my three daughters to be conservative within themselves, but to view society in a very liberal, open-hearted, open-minded kind of giving way. I have, you don't, let me give you some. No, no, I don't need it. I have everything I need. It's really, really strange. So as far as internet trolls go and far how that relates into this, I'm sure it does. And maybe if we think about it a little, we can relate maybe personality traits. Six degrees of separation. But yeah. um, it, Right. We could if we really wanted to. However, it goes back ridiculous. to Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Kevin Bacon. And Footloose. Sorry. <laughs> Can't help that. Remember that it's conservative town where the kids couldn't dance and yeah. – Right? Yeah. So anyway, I just segue? it blew no. my mind the, because I went home and I slept on it and I was like, oh, my gosh. So for as much as I can say, I'm. I am like that. I'm 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 a conservative person for myself. I, you know, I, unless I unless I have absolutely no choice whatsoever, I'll figure it out on my own. So I don't know. I just thought that was yeah, super, I, super strange. And to go back to trolling. um, I think Andrew hit it on the head or Andy, however you want that. Either um, one. Where I respond to both, but okay. I go by Andy. <laughs> awesome. I think most people will assume that, yeah, they're both. Just call me asshole and I'll answer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, uh, I'll be confused as to who you're talking to. Though. I, I think, I think it, it, comes, it comes back to intent. And most of the time with, with trolls, you can pick them out right away mm-hmm. um, if you know what you're looking for. Um, there's some that can be perceived as a troll 
True. But I thin-skinned. But they may be That's true. just a soul. Shit starter? Oppo- a, no, a soul opposing view. I mean, when you go into a thread where everybody's patting each other on the back and throwing yeah, yeah, fives yeah. at each other, and yet the one person like, yeah, but what about this? So, are they actually trolling at that point, or are they just throwing in another there's person? A, there's a theory, um, a communication theory called the spiral of silence. So the more people that have a different opinion than you, the less you are to provide your opinion in that thread. So if you're on a thread, let's just, we can circle back to politics here and let's just say you're on a thread and it's a bunch of, let's say Trump supporters and and they're talking about things that may be beneficial, whether you agree with it or not. If you disagree on your own behalf, you won't post it on that thread because you're the sole person who disagrees. I totally agree. It's like opening up with a target on Correct. your chest. I'm not going to open that can of worms. I'll go post on, I don't know. I mean, during the election, I personally would have posted on a Hillary thread before I posted on a Trump thread, you know. So it, that's a theory that that this was before social media. And this was something that we can see today. So and like I, if you work in a company and everybody has this, you know, a conversation and it's all things you don't agree with. You'd be like, I'll just take my piece of birthday cake and correct. go off there and eat was, it in my cubicle. Correct. That, that water, <laughs> the, the, the water cooler the water talk, cooler, you're right? not going to add anything to it if you disagree with the four other people standing there. Oh, definitely. And and as what's funny is- Except a troll when I'm looking, when I'm looking, This is true. And it takes a certain somebody to be able to do that in person. To do it online, it's a thousand times easier, a million times easier because you're anonymous most yeah. of the time, yes. especially on forums. When it comes to like Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that, you're not necessarily anonymous, so it's a little bit harder. But you know, to go back to what you're you're saying about a political post, I I've been in that situation where I'm looking like I have a comment to make here. I want to make this comment, but I'm the only one that's going to be against this. And the one time I did, and it was satisfying in a way of the per- someone did wind up commenting. Did they destroy you? No, no. What was funny is it was a, it was a it was a Trump post. I forget what it was actually about, but I made a comment about him continuing all the bombings that are happening. Right. That he has not stopped it. There we are. He has bombed so x amount more, and so on, and so on and so forth. And this person comes back at me, automatically assuming I was an Obama supporter. And that's what a lot of Republicans will do. They automatically assume that you're a Hillary supporter. Or oh, you're yeah. A Trump supporter if they can so slap on. his name on it, they right. can. And so right away, they're like, they thought I was an Obama supporter. I wasn't. So she comes at not? me. Not at all. She came at me with, but this, this, and this. And I'm like, yeah. And Obama bombed so many people in his last, his last year of office. He bombed this many countries this many times, killing this many people. So, and I just started laying it all out. And she's like, oh, and that was the last of the conversation. Nobody else commented on it just because I actually had my research and I knew that what I was so talking about. That is so rare, though. And you know what? When that happens, you know you won. Well, yeah, because you know they, you've won, they right? automatically thought that I was an Obama supporter and they, were, and they thought they were going to nail me to the wall by bringing him up. And I never brought him up in my post until I made my responded to her comment. But I was like, no, Obama wasn't a dirty man, too, by dropping all these bombs. He's the one that started the assassinations uh, with drones and so on. So, no, he's not out of this. you know. And then the idiots that president before him was doing the same damn stuff, actually worse, a war criminal of George Bush. And we can even go before mm-hmm. him. And it's over and over and over again. So, yeah. no, it's not a party issue. It's, But anyway, 
I totally, I totally get that though, because there's been times I'm looking at them, and it's just, and just today with that stupid Keystone Pipeline post that I talk about this on the. Air. I shared that on Facebook earlier today, so I'm informed today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. If, I'm not sure if I told that story on the air about the Keystone Pipeline thing. Did I share that one on the air? Uh, if I did, I'm going to repeat myself. We briefly discussed it, but we didn't go You're into detail. You're asking the drinking girls. I, there's I another pipeline besides the Dakota pipeline there's that was old, thrown up in Indian an old, territory? Right. There's an old Keystone Jesus. pipeline, and they're planning on building a new Keystone XL pipeline that's supposed to transport the tar sands oil from Canada all the way down. No. Yes, and, there, and it was stopped by Obama. Obama totally stopped it, and Trump is thinking about restarting it. And I think no. he actually signed that he would restart it. Yes. Anyways, there was... A major, major oil spill that happened. Was it in North Dakota or South Dakota? Oh, it wasn't. It was, big it was, surprise. It, I'm uh, looking for I freaking out. I think 120,000 gal- gallons of oil or something. Yeah. Accrued it was 210,000 gallons of oil in Jesus. South Dakota. So- South Dakota. Yeah. Oh, um, I can't see how that would not ruin this was someone's yesterday. drinking. But, but yesterday. What was, what's funny, yeah. and, and not funny, ha-ha, was that the comment that I was hemming and hawing on whether I was going to comment on it, because everybody was like in yeah. support of what this guy made a comment on, was that, oh, people... Just so you know, it was the old pipeline, not the new one, because the new one's not built yet. Uh, and my comment, and I didn't make the comment. Oh, I, I wanted saw it. to. I do remember. Uh, I wanted it. to. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to say like, and that makes the oil spill better somehow. Right. <laughs> What's your point you're trying to make? Um, I didn't say it because everyone on there was just was you know patting the guy in the back for saying it in the first place. I'm thinking, uh, uh, but that's the reason why they're standing and going to jail and being pepper sprayed and yeah. You know, being assaulted in front of their children to avoid to stop. That's that's the whole point is that sooner or later, even like I said, even if it's 50 years from now, look at the ones that are that are going through the Straits of Mackinac. They are well past their prime. The uh, And here we are with a very big pending disaster on our hands. The oils Ooh. that was spilled in the Kalamazoo. Cal- because Kalamazoo. the coating in the pipes, there's like sections that the coating is um, substandard. Or beneath well, regulation, or I don't know, but it's getting scarier by the day. And considering they we need have to be maintained, and they don't have the personnel to keep them maintained, um, can we just look at how like that's not even part literally of any house was actually made years ago? It was structurally made very well. Wood was fantastic, and now it's just all particle board just slapped together, like. And you think that they're creating more legit oil pipelines? Don't put down my IKEA Native furniture. Americans, <laughs> like I mean, come on! But <laughs> no. my entertainment center I'm is still saying. standing five years later. We'll it was made this. in China. You can't trust it. <laughs> we'll swing this back to what I was talking about. With it was hard. It was bringing back to what Andrew was talking about. Was it's hard go. to. Sometimes it's hard to actually comment on something when, like I said, the, how that theory when everyone else is patting each other on the back. I do it from time to time, especially when I don't know the person. So I follow Franklin and Graham on Facebook. Why? Because I'm a glutton for punishment. Um, no, but it keeps me informed of the latest evangelical Christian viewpoints and where they stand politically and so on. And I want to know that information, regardless if I believe it or not or I agree with it or not. I want to know that I like having opposite opinions and knowing where they're coming from. Unlike some of my friends who are conservative, who don't want to know anything that a liberal has to say, I want to know what everyone wants to say because I want to be able to have that conversation with people. I will post on that, and I've done it many times. I've posted on Ben Shapiro's stuff when I thought he was off the wall wacky, which is a lot of times. 
Um, and like I said, Franklin Graham, and he'll come out and because Franklin Graham is supposed to be the head or the leader of said evangelical movement. And mm-hmm. so if people follow him like he is the head or the pope of it. And so I will make my comments. Um, I'm not afraid to. It's because I don't, nobody, I don't know anybody there. So I'm not afraid that, I'm like, whatever, I'll make a comment and I don't care what people say because I don't know you. Um, I don't care what most people say, even I know you, but, you know, whatever. And, of course, every <laughs> now and again, people kind of get numb or they get brave. They've, they've been away from it for a while and they kind of forget. They they kind of trust a little bit more and that and that fear gap kind of closes a little and little. And you'll be like, all right, I will post on this one. I'll be polite. I won't call anybody names. I will cite my source that's not Wikipedia mm-hmm. <laughs> and because this is important and I would like to further a conversation. I would like to open up that other and when you do it properly or when the key people are involved, which you never know until it's too late, um, you might get some interesting input. You might get somebody say, well, then what about this? And then you can move on. But almost certainly you end up smacking your own head saying, Jesus, why do I even bother? Because people are like, you know, calling you names, you know, you stupid idiot. And just, I mean, I want to ring the bell a little bit more, but maybe later. So I read an article today um, through Time Magazine's he website. Reads. Yeah, I, re- <laughs> I can read, right? And what you were just talking You're about was um, what psychologists call the online, uh, they call it the um, online disinhibition effect. So it basically says factors like anonymity, in- invisibility, a lack of authority, and not communicating in person basically strip away all of the norms of communication that we we grew up with because nobody's holding you accountable right then. Right. And you can say what you want and come back in 20 minutes and then you can think about your answer and not have to respond right away, which is what most people have the issue with in real in real life is mm-hmm. I don't have an answer for you now, but if I thought about it for 20 minutes, I'll have a really, really good one. They can do that every single time. That's good. Although I yeah. do think that if I if I did pass that water cooler and say it was corporal punishment on children, I would stop. There are certain subjects that would make me stop because now I have an obligation instead of just wanting to get my opinion out there, an obligation to at least plant a seed for future change in these people because they don't believe in corporal punishment for your children. There's a couple who just adopted two kids, uh, beat them, killed one. What? And it was all in the name of, of the Bible and it was spare the rod, spoil the oh. child. And it was all so Send them twisted to me. I and have so weird. much aggression. It was, it was out on I, just absolutely unbelievable. That's one of those things where I thought mm. there is nothing I could say to those supporters that would plant any seed at all. So I, so I continued to scroll through. But water cooler is where tone where facial expressions, body language, all that stuff can be used. So when I say, well, wait a minute, though, what happens when? And then I I proceed with my point. That soft, you know, the soft voice, the confused look, the whole open arms like, wait, wait. Says something that in words, in in print, never, ever come across. So when I say, well, what what happens when, and I continue on, now it's considered sarcastic, it's considered rude, it's not taken in the right context. So I could ultimately be labeled a troll 
<laughs> when when I'm I'm really not. I'm just trying to say. And of course, people get defensive, and that's part of the problem too, is that they can't think outside themselves. Well, they take things personally. I mean, look at the whole kneeling in, in, instead of standing for the whole national anthem thing. That to me is a whole personal issue. Uh, episode one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and maybe four or five. I think, <laughs> I think we did. I think we brought it up yeah, the yeah. Whole, every time. Actually, it might have been the last episode. Um, One and the last. Episode. No, uh, but I, I, I believe oh, sometimes I have better conversations, even though I, for whatever reason, I keep telling myself I don't like it. I have better conversations, say on social media, because I have that time to come up with a good answer. Right. Because I'm not a quick thinker on the floor. Because since I'm not a small talk person, I'm more of a deep thinker and I'm more of a deep conversation person, I need time to come up with a decent response to it. I don't want you to be able to pick me apart because I want to think about my answer before I give it. So when it comes to Facebook or even private messaging or however you want to look at when it comes to social media, that gives me that time to respond. I look at your spot. I look at your comment like, okay, I'll get back to it later. And I have some time to think about what I actually want to say that. And I think another good point of social media is that not everybody does this. Everybody should mm-hmm. is that don't respond right away because maybe your first initial response is out of emotion and it's probably not what you really wanted to say anyway, or because all mm-hmm. you can do is spark an argument. You know, it was like the other night I came home. You know, when you're when you're out of the house sixteen hours a day, five days a week, um, and you're not really having any real serious human contact. You know, contact. I mean, you are when you're at work and everything, but honestly, I really don't care about those people. Not as on much, a real level, as though. much as I care about my right, family. right, right. So when I come home and I get information, you know, I'm, I'm, hey Ruth, honey, I know you're listening. Um, when I she come, is. <laughs> when I come she, home, she mentioned a martini. So and I, and I make it and I make a comment about something because I knew something needed to happen and it didn't happen. And I ask her why it didn't happen, and then she gives me her response. And then on top of that, she gives me another reason of something else happening. And I'm being very vague here, just because I don't want to put her out and make it sound bad. Smart, but um. It was something that I have told her several times. And so my initial reaction, the way I am with my own head and how I respond to stupid things sometimes, I kind of blew it out of proportion. Um, In my head at the time, I wasn't blowing anything out of proportion because I'm thinking, I've already explained this to you. Why am I explaining it to you again? And I wasn't yelling, but I wasn't necessarily whispering either. Um, But the whole time, I stop. I'm like, I'm going to go take a shower now because I need to be alone. And I went and took that shower. I come back out and I'm like. And another thing. No, I didn't. I wanted to. Oh, my God. That was my first response. But I didn't. I come back and I'm like. Like a woman. First of all. I come back and I'm like. It's been 45 minutes. Right. And I, like, I came when they back. start with first of all, your life's about to be destroyed. But it gave me the time to step back. Where like social media does sometimes. Where I took me. I come back out there and I'm like. Look, um, I'm not saying this to personally hurt you. I'm, I'm, I'm explaining this because this is how my mind processes things. Right. I go, but when I see you sitting there on a the couch looking like a puppy dog backed into a corner like I'm about to beat it, I realize I'm stepping on your toes. I realize that I'm not, it's not coming out the way it should be coming out. And I'm, I apologize for that. 
because that that's not a cool thing. And I don't want you taking it that way, even though I know you take it personally and you shouldn't take it personally because you should know me. I'm, I'm an asshole and I don't mean it personally. Um, with that being said, but, but that was that. I'm just saying, with social media wise, that's I'm able to step back and not come off that way as I did in real life. I right. come off that way, and that's why I don't have many, many, very but in, many friends. But <laughs> in 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 your defense, I will say one thing: at least uh, you took a beat day. between you and your wife arguing to go take a shower and calm down and let cooler heads prevail to come out and actually apologize because most people don't do that. If they're on a rant and they're angry, they will keep running with it. So I will say congratulations to you because that is something that is very hard for me to do. I won't say okay? that I don't Once work I'm on Once I'm hot, it. like, you might just want to leave because <laughs> I may chase your ass out the house. <laughs> I won't say that I've never done with that. With a bat. Right. Um, but or whatever yeah, I mean, is easily accessible. I mean, I, I'm, you guys <laughs> have been here in this podcast long enough to know that I I don't have a filter, um, and so I usually say things that just pop into my. But head. But again, that's why I'm saying but, yeah. kudos to you because that's not easy to do. Even if you do have a filter, to go and say no, I'm going to go take a shower. I'm going to take a beat. I'm going to calm down, and we're going to come back to this. Okay, that's something that is very conscious that most people can't do, and especially not on social media. And it didn't end especially there. Especially not. I, I, I thank you It, it for never that really does, it but at least you took a when beat. We were, when we were done, I was like, I'm going to go to bed now, and I'm going to do some reading. Because I, I, it, originally, I was going to sit down on the couch with her and maybe watch a little bit of TV or something, but I knew I needed to be alone right? so I could just let everything just go. I'm like, because I wasn't mad at her. Just like I wasn't mad at my daughter. I I was mad at my own self because I can't control my head sometimes. Um, So I know I needed that time. Um, And now that she knows of my diagnoses and so on, she knows that me taking that time is a vital thing. And like, Mm -hmm. and what sucks is that for both of you, actually, I don't see her very often. Now that I'm going to school full time, I'm like I said, I'm gone 16 hours a day, five days a week. So I see her only on the weekends practically or a couple minutes every night. So tensions are going to go high sometimes. Is that why she just, is that why she just messaged me a huge happy face? Probably. I'm sorry. No, uh, um, punk wisdom does accept opposing viewpoints. Um, Ruth, you are, you are very welcome to send a text. She'll be here Email. The next podcast. Oh, yay. She will be here next <laughs> I can't week. wait yes. to meet her. Yes. And while I we're at it. I can't wait to meet you, Ruth. <laughs> while, we have, uh, while we have the second, next week we're going to start a two-part series. Two weeks. On, uh, right. Sorry. Two weeks <laughs> from now. Show. Next yes. Next episode. Holiday next week. <laughs> um, so what is that? December 1st then? It's her birthday. We will be, it will be her birthday. Thank Happy you. early birthday. And, oh, happy um, early birthday. Yes, the two of us Sagittarius are going to get together. So, um, yeah, <laughs> that's we've trouble. Been, we've been sharing that since high school. <laughs> that's <We're> trouble. Like, <laughs> uh, but anyway, we'll be here. We'll be doing a two-part series on mental health. Um, one regarding society, hospitals, adults in general. And the other one we're going to get a little bit. We're going to try and have an educator or two here to talk about the mental health system in our public schools. Uh, the 504 program oh, the and lack thereof. individual IEPs. Right. Well, it's funny. I have a PhD friend of mine who was very happy to keep her son in public school, 
until they could not handle the 504, the IEPs. They just could not handle. And so now he is a student at UD Jesuit. So it, it does happen. I see it happen more than once. Uh, I have a son who had gone through that and all the meetings in the world could not, could not result in that final piece of paper. Um, he's, he's got a great life, so he's, he's kind of figured it out on his own and fixed it his own way. But, uh, but it was a struggle when I was a mother. So um, certainly, certainly try and catch us for those. Um, we will have email addresses, Twitter addresses, phone numbers, and all kinds of different ways you can troll us between now and then. Um, to <laughs> in get, a nice way. To get your side All right, we'll in. find you and cut you. Or tell us it doesn't even exist. Wait, so, wisdom family so we can uh, destroy you four, <laughs> four times over. Uh, either way, whatever you got to do to sleep at night. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, that's whole social media. So I, I, I like social media in that way of it gives me time to think out my answer before I actually and answer. That is, that is a good part of it. Um, the, I will say I, I was guilty during the whole campaign season of uh, posting things that I didn't research first. I think pretty much oh, everybody um, was, uh, in all honesty. I hate, I hate saying that, that I got, ca- I got caught up common. in that. Um, I did get caught up in that, and I hate myself for ca- getting caught well, up in that. Well, this was one of the first campaigns that was so, so involved in social media. Divisive. Uh, I mean, seriously. Yeah. It, like, seriously, like the Red Sea, we just went. It was like brand was new territory. And yes, like, it's it was. never been seen like this before. There was nothing so offensive actually posted by a candidate or a president on social media or that just fi- got. Or the fact that a lot of this was just presented Ugh. online in general. Most of the the opinions from from some of these candidates they they weren't presented in in uh, written you know media or or through a press release. A lot of these were just tweets or or hmm. um, you know just just messages on Twitter. Huh. Right. Yep. I I totally agree with that. But they were all very offensive. And in all honesty, it. I wouldn't say that it brought out the worst in people. I would say that it showed a light onto garbage people that we didn't realize were garbage people until this election. And it, it kind of it the gave call. them the balls to come out and show that um, it they were the, racist. Right. It bigot. brought the closet racists out of the closet. It really did. Um, it. Yeah, and well, yeah, because even, they didn't feel like hey, I had to be quiet and anymore. And no, I was like, freedom. They, felt Honestly, like they, they had a soundboard. What's, to work what's from. really, really crazy, and maybe crazy is the wrong word. And I know it's the wrong mm, word. No. Is that <laughs> is not. that a lot of them still don't view themselves as being racist? No, nope. at all. And, nope. And maybe they don't understand what that word is. I don't know. Um, they don't. My family member quotations. Uh, which I will not name what sort of family member they are because I love them. But at the same point, they swear up and down their race. What they're not that? racist, but at the same point, their views and opinions and the things that they say are racist. There are certain so benefits. You're racist. There are certain benefits for me personally of not really having an emotional or feeling attached to the word love. Well, yeah, it makes because, you less murdery. Because, well, not just that. I can I can write people off without even thinking about it. 
Oh, see, that's like, really tough for me to do. It's like, I don't, I don't care if you're family. I don't. <laughs> that would kind of be a gift for me. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> no, but it, there's a lot more negative than there is positive. I mean, but it's like when it comes to, you know, family members and they want to be dicks, it's so easy to be like, all right, see ya, bye. And I won't even think twice about it. Um, um, for them, yeah. obviously, they're like, wait, wait a minute. And not right away, maybe, but um, so in in a way that, helps me in in those type of situations. Right. Um and it helps me and I think it helps me in general when it comes to Facebook stuff. Even trolling. Trolling does not bother me at all. I mean it's because I'm looking at it I was like, even if they do mean it personally, I'm like, whatever, dude. I it, in the past I think it did. But I'm to a point now where I'm like, whatever. Um I I don't know. I, I, I think people I don't think people use use it as a tool anymore. Was it ever used as a tool? I think so. I think some people use that as a tool. Maybe of, um, I mean, I think I, if if anything, if I ever use it, and I do use it from time to time, trolling that is, I will use it as a tool. I want people to, I want to get that response. I want to like, I'm going to throw this in there. I want to know how you're going to respond to this, but I'm not just going to throw it in and leave it. Yeah. Where some people will, real trolls will throw their comment in and just walk away and watch it all so explode. you're like, I will argue to the death with you. And, and I will I'll show throw you it in. everything. 500 ways that you're wrong. I did I'll, that. I'll throw it in. I want to find out what the response is and then I will deal with it accordingly. Right. Um, with a lot of my posts though, I even said most of my posts are geared towards trying to get those people who live in their bubble to step out of their bubble for a moment. And and I'm not going to pinpoint exactly who those people are, not personally, but as a group because I, I bash this group way too often. Um. <laughs> but I know exactly what their response is before they even respond to it. And I don't even think they even know that maybe they don't even dawn, it doesn't even dawn on them that when I post this off, I like I know who on my Facebook, what friends will respond to a post I post. I know what they're going to say before they even type it out. And what's funny because then I can come, I have all that time to come up with a response because I already know what they're going to say. And it's not because – I'm arrogant or I'm a dick. It's because I lived that life. I was that conservative, so on and so forth, Christian, Republican, NRI gay guy. I was 100% on board. I was full bore flaming Christian dude. I had all those arguments you're throwing at me today, everyone. I used to use those same arguments, all of them. I was, so there's nothing new under the sun when it comes to me. So I don't view my points, as, my posts as being trolling because I know what I'm going to get and I'm bringing it out because I want them to see these things. And that was one thing I was really trying to explain to one certain individual that I talked about off air and I'm not going to say who it is where I'm like, I need we'll you. call them Bob, the name right. for everybody you don't want to name. I go, since you oh, are, sorry, Bob, since you are a certain somebody Oops. in my life, <laughs> I care enough to know or to, Dave, to watch okay, you. Though. Right. Oh. I care enough to want for want you to see yourself. I need you to see yourself. There's an article I've been dying to post on Facebook, and I haven't done it yet. I sent it to Ruth because Ruth was like, maybe I'll post it. I'm like, let me read you this article, or you read it, and you tell me you want to post it. Never post something without reading it first. Can I just throw that out there and interrupt well, you? Thank Never, you. Oh, ever. Definitely, definitely. definitely. Okay. But this, this, this the article title does was, not necessarily tell you what's in it. It never does. Most, no, most and then you are, actually have to research <laughs> it to make sure it's actually true and it's right? not a fake story. And most of the times you're like, oh, no, 
fucked everywhere that guy. now. Mo- most titles are written, <laughs> right. even for legitimate articles. Most titles are written for the clickbait. Well, newspapers—they've um, been doing yeah. it since the beginning of written communication, right? And, and and for the sake of doing research on an article, usually the third or fourth paragraph down, they will right. mention um, a company somewhere. And normally that company mm-hmm. is the company that's financing that's that. That's sponsored it. Yeah, yeah sponsored that's sponsored it. So that article. That's something to look for when you're reading it. Just, okay, so um, continue. So anyway, there's a certain article <laughs> I've been wanting to post because it, it it reflects my views on the current state of evangelical Christianity and how political it is and how it's been taken over with the whole political, so on and so forth. And it wasn't, it's something that I've been saying for a very long time. And this guy comes out as a total someone I don't even know, obviously, and he almost says exactly what I've been saying for over a year. Who does that? Um, so I've I've been wanting to, but I know exactly the type of response I'm going to get from it, and I'm not sure exactly if I if I actually want to respond to those responses. So, so I haven't posted it yet. So if you know though, and and there's a question, Andy, I want to ask you. We have uh, a couple minutes before we take a break. But Good, why? I pee okay, really, really bad. <laughs> so then eggshell this answer for no me. No filter. Why would you? I mean, okay, I, I get if it's something you truly, truly believe in, and you're protecting yourself, and you're kind of preparing for what you inevitably say you know is going to happen. But if you can kind of predict what's going to happen, doesn't doesn't anything then say you know what? It's not even worth it. Is is that what's like hanging you up from posting it now? Is that I'm just if it's if it's if it's so predictable. If you want me to attach in a feeling or an emotion to it, there isn't one. No, because um, you don't have any. Um, but there's there's a trauma factor. It's, no, I I look at it as I grew up a certain way, thinking a certain way, and I realize like that isn't all necessarily true. It's not all bad, and I will say that to the day I die. I value my Christian upbringing. I, I loved it because it gave me too. certain values and it Morality. gave me a found it gave me a foundation to start from. So I I'm, and I and I recognize that. I go, but I grew away from that for one thing or another, and that's maybe for another podcast. Um, but I see that I want people to see sometimes what I'm seeing because. As I look at a certain group and they're acting a certain way and they're saying it's in the name of love, let's say, and I look at it like, but what you're doing is not. It's just not. As much as you say it is, it's not. And I want you to see why it's not. And since you're not, and so I will post things that are from other Christians or other. Baptists or other evangelicals that actually recognize it and see it for what it is, and they'll write about it. So that's why I do write these things. I'm thinking because I want you to see it. Because some of my really close friends, people that I, one friend in particular that I've known since I was in elementary school, I love the guy dearly. I just want him to see it. I'm like, we could have such better conversations that we're having now than having right now if you saw this. I'm not trying to change okay. your mind. Okay, no, I understand that because go, you're trying fine. to open so their mind. There's a difference, and I, mean, I get I that. I care about you because I've known you for so long, and I know you can be. In my opinion, I know you can be a better person in this area. So let's. And they don't see it that way, really, honestly. So, well, it kind of so. closes out my point because my my point is is that people post things. 
for the greater good, for the good of mankind, for educational purposes. Here, just look at this, look at this other side and just, if you can be open-minded, if you can be real and honest with yourself and the people around you, then it would, then it would induce dialogue. It would induce communication and we Mm -hmm. can, even if we agreed to disagree, there would be an open door, mutual respect and a mutual trust that certainly we could use a little bit more of. But, but what I wanted to ask you, Andy, before, uh, while Matt's playing around, uh, what? Nothing. Oh. I was showing him a text message for Well, my you wife. leaned up, so I thought you were going to be like, oh, it's a meme where Listen to me. Right? Kermit's <laughs> drinking tea saying, okay, so um, so I want to know. Oh, man. Now I, I drew a blank. Oh, when people um, post, say say when I step out, so in, in not in terms of replying, but when when kind of starting a conversation, people have tended to, particularly during the election, kind of delete, unfollow, and and typically guard themselves from the opposing viewpoints to where their their immediate circle is filled with people who agree with them. Sure. Uh, which duh, because I don't. I go on Facebook I'm to entertain. My, well, yeah, I do Ditto. too. Because we all were. Same here. It's, I, I hit all those posts. I'm sorry. It's, right, I'm not doing you're that. You're not helping us because it's a course in college where we have to debate <laughs> back and forth. I do sure. this for entertainment, for leisure time. So, so what I want to say is, in your opinion, as a communication specialist, um, what? How dangerous is it when you when you do that? When you block out. Uh, people that you love or, or, or people that you used to care about because they oppose your viewpoint and all you do is put yourself in this bubble of similarity. The problem is you're living in a reality that's not necessarily... So you created an artificial reality, right? So um, I think we were all guilty of this, that one person posts constantly the same thing or here's why you shouldn't vote for her. Here's why you shouldn't vote for him. And that's not... That's not the point here. The point is, right, this was for the better of the country when it comes to politics, at least. And if you were to hide the things that you don't agree with, you're only seeing what you already believe and you're you're closing out your mind and you're not staying open minded. Now, um, the goal is to try to see or at least my goal is to try to see the the goods and the bads of both sides right so there there was a good and bad to every argument um and if you if you don't even attempt to listen to the other person's argument what are you really doing to to benefit yourself and those around you um i think that i would do that because well, first off, it's annoying sometimes seeing the same person post a hundred things and then the same eight people comment on them and then if someone tries to uh, to voice their um, opposing opinion, uh, you, you see them get shot down, and you say, "They well, get the digi wedgie that I that I yeah." The, what the, the hell is that? I don't the know. Digital wedgie. That'll be the after whole, the break because oh, we only got to make a minute or so. But. <laughs> yeah, and and, well, and we I rule break. So if it's eight oh two. I still have to pee. <laughs> Oh yeah, right. All right. <laughs> and, and in, in closing, I, I really, I just think that that's um, it, it's it's not good. You you probably should read your your friends and your relatives opposing opinions. Read some articles that are outside of your comfort zone. Um, people don't agree with everything, but that's what makes us a society today. Mm-hmm. Um, a democracy <laughs> um and we want to no matter give, what anybody says right and we want to give everybody a chance to voice their opinion whether we agree with it or not um but if you want to not read it then scroll on by okay so andy has said 
uh, in no uncertain terms that if you want to go online for your own personal entertainment, uh, Facebook and Twitter is not the place to go. So uh, do that too. I'm just I'm just giving you crap. Um, but yes, accept those things that aren't keep the people who love you unless they're just outright mean and they call you names all the time. So we're gonna take a break real quick. I have no idea what we have lined up, but maybe I'll mention it when we come uh, back. Yes. And yeah, it's a surprise. So let's let Matt go pee. All right. See you in a minute. Welcome back, everybody. Matt's Welcome. bladder is empty, and you have just heard, uh, in order, I believe, the Zots, a local Detroit band. Um, there are a few members that I know personally as a musician, worked with them. Bronze Mambas as well. David Bronze is another friend of mine. He's also been on Podcast Detroit a time or two. And then the last couple were from The Errors, another local band. So here you go, our friends from abroad, out of state, out of town. You get a little bit of what we get to have all the time. So again, we are here with Andy Flory, uh, a relationship manager. Um, our friend Matt with The Dead Heart. And Jessica, <laughs> our engineer, of course, yours hi, truly, hi, hi. <laughs> the bleeding heart. So we make actually, <laughs> seriously, it's, it's 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 it can't even be any more ironic. It's that funny we, when people call me a bleeding heart liberal too. It, I bet you laugh literally out loud, I point do. and bend over while you're holding your belly. You're like, what heart? Actually, you <laughs> would bend backwards, kind of like the Felix the Cat thing, where he had his belly and he would. <laughs> That's probably you bleeding. Yeah, snowflake. right see even andy thinks that's hilarious and he knows you so yes so we we, get it we used to work together so so um, he saw the darker side of me sure (laughs) that's the part i like it's the best right Uh uh-huh okay so uh we're coming back and what we touched on earlier in the first half is something that we wanted to kind of reserve the second half for um whether it be intentional or not well, we'll go um, back to the bullying and stuff too, but I want to get into a, a little bit of something before that. But go ahead and finish your little intro, and we'll jump into it. Do you mind? Go for it. Okay. I like interrupting people, awesome. especially you. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I know I can rebut any way I want because I can't offend you. So my my full throttle humor is is always. I never have to worry about it or be Give afraid. It to me. So I really appreciate that. I got nothing for you now. Just wait. Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about our kids and how the younger generation is being completely thrown into unknown territory by being raised with social media. Uh, Snapchat. Snapchat that is rules one I have their not world. Into Instagram. I, you know what? I own accounts. I have accounts. But to be honest with you, finding the time. It's hard. Ugh, I don't want to tell my story. All, you got to take photos all the time. And I, I know my food looks really good, but I kind of just want to eat it. I kind of <laughs> just want to. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I, I take pictures of mine in a restaurant because it's very rare that I actually go out. We're so busy. Yeah. I don't get a chance to get out to a restaurant. It's always takeaway or drive through or whatever. So I usually or, tease I, well. Ruth with a very, very racist comment and call her a Japanese tourist because she takes her camera everywhere and takes pictures of everything. It drives me insane. Well, I think tourist would work. I just, you know, as an FYI. But I'm a racist. Um, Ari, yeah. You, <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. I, no, I got nothing. I, need I got to nothing. Not encourage he that. just shut me down completely because, yeah. Nice. And, and Good Jess job. Is just keep it quiet. <laughs> I'm just like, giggling over here because I'm like, <laughs> I mean, by or not. But to those people, 
Uh, You're desensitizing us to but, who are you? No, but Ruth will, is one of those that will take a picture of her food all the time. And because like, it looks great. No one wants to see that on Facebook. I but mean, it does actually, look good. they do. Because when they post a pretty picture from a restaurant, I'm like, that looks delicious. What you know what? Is that? Because I would eat the we shit always, out of our that. Artists <laughs> always guess. include chefs. Musicians, because chefs, when they plate that stuff, it's it's literally an art. It's perfection. Yes, it is right, art. Right, Be right. a little empathetic you, you for the me. chef, fine, man. Right? Okay. Sure. That is dishwasher. Another story, but the chef should get some props. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so before um, bef- before the intro is actually over, you mentioned you wanted to jump into something before we start talking about our kids and how they're raised on all this all this crap. Is that there you go? Oh, what a look, God. Wow, my phone is on the charger, and I really, really <laughs> wanted an image of that. You guys totally missed the cross-eyed, Matt. That was good. That was good. But anyway, I wanted to give you that opportunity now before we get into how yeah, culture is Yeah, I'm going to make a comment about last hour, and then I'm going to jump in because I wanted to say this, but we were running out of time, so I let Andrew talk or Andy talk because he wasn't talking enough, according to Ruth. <laughs> so I wanted him to talk. Um but it was kind of piggybacking of what he was kind of talking about um, last hour was that I have a friend who that I had to unfollow on Facebook during the whole campaign, um, the previous you know campaign and so on and so forth because she's an avid Trump supporter, um, always been a conservative person, um, not a religious person at all. But anyway, uh, but. She was told by her therapist of all people, which is the weirdest thing. Maybe I'm wrong. I've got three different people here, so maybe correct me if I'm wrong. But I thought it was the worst advice a therapist could ever give somebody was to stay away from people who have different opinions of her and just keep the people around her that she agrees with. I thought that was terrible advice because you don't. Maybe in the very beginning, if providing she's had, it's if temporary, she's had, if she has issues. Right. But it's, that's not the way she made it sound. And I was just like – and the thing is that was a few years ago or a couple of years ago when she was told that. And she's still doing it today. And so because honestly we're still quote-unquote friends on Facebook, but we don't go out anymore. We haven't gone over to their house to play games anymore. Uh, Kirsten talks about them all the time, but we've not hung out with them at all. She does not hang out with me like she used to. Nothing. I mean it was like – our friendship is legitimately over uh, because we don't see eye to eye on politically of all things. Even though I've been reaching out like crazy with olive branches and whatever, I'm like, I don't care at all. I care about you as a person. So if you are supporting this guy, fine. I don't want to lose just as a friend. Let's just not talk about it. Um, but it still wasn't good enough. So – Oh, it, well it's then, just funny oh, that so they have the problem with you disagreeing with their opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh well, the, yeah. there's because, nothing you can. Unfortunately, of, there's nothing you can do about that. Right. No, I mean, and it was you're trying to open up to them, and it was their advice from their therapist to cut oh, me I off. See. Okay, I oh. I misunderstood. I thought you were talking and about she's about cut that's other Ruth people and, off. Okay, and I'm just like, uh, I mean, oh, fine. I mean, honestly, because since I don't have that heart, I mean, I'm like, okay, whatever. What I'm I would do, alas. A last ditch um, but, effort. What I would do is send a heartfelt letter. I even if you have to put it in the mail. And I think, I think actually, I think the U.S. Postal Service is about to undergo a, a new growth because 
when you really want to get a message across, when you really want to show a potential employer that you want a job, you're going to start seeing letters written again. You're going to start seeing birthday cards because that's because that's the only way now to escape all this noise, all the fakeness of, oh, happy birthday, friend, because it takes zero effort. So write a letter, put it in the post. Make the mailman take it over there and but just you, say, you, you know, know here's my last ditch effort. And what if you tried this one time? I love you. you. You know, we love your family. You loved our family. And we can just not talk about these certain things and, and try and start again. If that still doesn't work for you, then I will respect your wishes. I, I don't think it's too far. If, they, if you care enough about them, the one last ditch effort. But I really think putting I something in the mail would make more difference than just I, I, I totally the agree. email or the but, Facebook message. But you know me. I, I don't give a shit. Um, I mean, For your daughter's sake. Right, right. Well, Ruth still hangs out with her from time to time. This sounds really, really weird. Am I sounding odd or sounding okay? Mm-mm. No, you're good. Nope. Okay, cool. Normal as usual. I, maybe I'm just That's weird. how you sound. <laughs> awesome. My, my, my recorded voice sounds so odd. Everybody says. Uh, because you know what? You you can't actually hear your true voice until right. you actually hear it recorded. And then you hear it and you're like, what the f-? <laughs> It took it. me five just years to be able to watch it down. It happened to me for really? like ever. Five years. And I, I always told the drummer, right? He's like, like well, which ones do you want to put up on YouTube? Years. I said, honey, I will I'll totally trust you with that. Just. Whatever one I sound best I can't do in, it. Yeah. okay. So anyway, <laughs> that um, one, that, right? That was my comment for for last hour. What I wanted to get, what I want to talk about is I, I'm going to self promote for a real quick second. I wrote a book. I published a book a few months back. You did. Um, you did. Hang on. Can I do this? Yeah. Go ahead. It is called The Malevolent Witch, and it is a very, very, very good book. Andy, do you own it? I don't yet, but I have to buy it on Amazon. Right? Is it Amazon? You can buy it. On, you can buy a Kindle version. I can of buy it. the Kindle version. Yes, you can. I, however, um, got a nice. Clean copy. But if you buy the physical copy, I can actually sign. That's it. right. Okay, I got that's it, I'm I got do it that. signed <laughs> by the author, um, and my company, Mad Splatter Graphics and Web, which kind of has a hand in um, some of the financial responsibilities for um, Pod or Punk Wisdom, um, did the bookmarks and helped yep. him with his um, the Poster. Eastern Market. That was a really fun so, day to go down there with your wife and help promote. You and your author friends the whole in their book endeavors. Uh, but tell us a little bit about the book, first of all. Like, oh, can you really? can you give us thirty seconds? Main oh, character. God. God, I have to really. <laughs> I hate talking. You do about now. I hate talking about myself. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's not yourself. Main character of the book. It's She's fiction. a girl. It's totally a fiction book. There you um, go. There I, you go. I like strong female characters. Um, she is too. Yeah, uh, the main. Yeah, there's two main characters, male and female. Uh, the sequel I'm writing right now is also going to have a spinoff of two other characters, one actually in the first book. This, the other character is going to be appearing in the second book, and they're going to have an adventure of their own, totally LGBTQT. Um, the third book would be that you third spinoff one. Uh huh. Um, or should I put the plus in there too? Um, I don't care. It, it's Yeah, it's totally that friendly. It's not a brown stripe in the rainbow flag. That's all. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I don't ask for much. I, I don't understand the yep, reference. Yep, that's a that's whole okay. different. I don't even want to say movement, but whatever. Let's. <laughs> oh God. Let's... <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, well, that's no, what I thought it's of. It. A, it's social a... media coming twenty nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! 
Uh, it's a supposed to pop post apocalyptic <laughs> Earth with uh, with magic and dragons and so on and so forth. It's a lot of fun. Yes, um, but okay, chapter one, right? So chapter one, the setting is in um, is well, it's in a bar tavern. Yep, uh, a tavern, but it has this old west kind of feel, which I think is so unique to the storyline of it being mystical and fantastical and post-apocalyptic to where it just it it manages to mix so well you'd never think and and the more i read in the more i was like this like is really working for me so while i have been extremely busy um chapter 12 i've made extreme progress since the last time when i said it was three so um I'm I'm getting there. I'm getting there, and I really like to have actual the actual book. I love my Kindle library, but sometimes you got to have a book. So anyway, so look for the book. Go find the book. Uh, M R Gross, <laughs> which is so cool, Mister Gross. Gross. I know, right here, live, uh, in person, um, and the Malevolent Witch. Uh, the subtitle, uh, the Book of Cain, Volume One. That's it. So um, check so, that out. So anyway, yeah. because you current, wrote this book. Yeah, volume 2 is currently being written, and like I said, there's going to be a spinoff. A couple spinoffs, actually. But anyway, I got them all planned out. Um, Long term. With, with school starting, it's hard to sit down and find time to write. But anyway. Well, so you wanted I'll, to tie that, my, yeah. Part of my uh, promotion period and marketing period, I was going around with to some older employers and other people that I knew that I told that I was writing before, and I wasn't done at the time when I left my free previous employment and so on, I ran into an old employer. I was, I was actually working in sales for, I'd say, about three years, full commission sales, which means if I didn't sell anything, I didn't get money. Um, I did that for about three years. Um, I did not like it. What a motivator. But it taught me a lot. It taught me a lot about myself. It actually taught me to be able to talk to people better. Um, so I do not, you know, hate it and I, I would do it again if I had the choice. Um, um, well, not anymore. I mean, if I, anyway, um, it you was, had no choice, right? It was, it was, a, it, it was a good experience. It was definitely a good experience. Anyway. So I go back to my old, one of my old employers and we were talking, they were happy to see me because I'm a, I'm a, I can't be a nice person, believe it or not. Uh, but he said he was having a hard time hiring new people. He was a sales manager. Um, he gave me a shot when he didn't, necessarily have to because I had no sales experience whatsoever when he hired me in. And so I appreciate that. He was having, he was saying that he was having a hard time hiring new people. Actually, he was more specifically said he was having a hard time hiring millennials and he wasn't trying to be negative to them on purpose, meaning he wasn't trying to be malicious about it. He was just saying that the way social media is today and the way our culture is today Kids are more glued to their phones or their social media, whether it's Instagram, Snapchat, or Facebook, or Twitter, or whatever it is. They're so attached to it that they have lost, maybe maybe lost is the wrong word, or maybe they just haven't developed that personal face-to-face communication skill or talent. And so when he's looking for new salespeople, he's not finding them in millennials because they don't know how to talk to people um, because they're spending too much time with it digitally. And I never really thought about it. And seeing that this guy is a guy who's interviewing people all the time for these type of positions, I would 
think that he has some kind of knowledge in this that he it's so I'm I'm looking at today is like well then how much social media is is a good thing but it's also I guess can be a bad thing and how much are we are are our kids on it are they on it too too much um I guess another question is is how old young is too young for kids because I also think me and Ruth were looking at for Kirsten is when exactly do we allow her to have a Facebook page of her own? Now I have some That's friends. Tough. I have some friends who will not do it at all. Then I have some friends who give their kids a Facebook page as early as five years old. Oh. Um, Kirsten got hers mainly because she wanted to play the games that time. There's a time in Facebook days yeah. where Far- games is a huge yeah where <laughs> games is a huge huge draw. Don't ask Candy me cross, for like, one what? more corn. Right and. God. And Kirsten got into him. And so we gave her a Facebook page, set her up for an account strictly for that. And God bless her. She's an awesome kid because she she's not tempted into doing a lot of shit. And she doesn't she doesn't usually mm-hmm. succumb to peer pressure. And so she was only on Facebook for those games. She could care less about anything else. Good for her. Um, and she would just play a game. Now, obviously, she's not very on it very much anymore. She There's other social media stuff that she's more into. Um, I'm not sure exactly what she's doing. I know she does a lot of FaceTime stuff, too. Hello, friends. Snapchat. I mean, mm-hmm. Maybe she does Snapchat. I haven't really talked to her. So I probably should have talked to her actually before I did this podcast. I actually did some research. But... <laughs> You know me; I don't research anything. So, um, oh God, I'm, you're killing us before I'm we not. even start. I research everything for whatever reason. <laughs> I just didn't do this. I should have asked her. You're like, this is the one thing. great thing to say well, in episode four. Well, it's a good thing that you have a millennial sitting right here next I, to you. I know, right? I mean, so I guess I'll just start answering your questions then. So well, before you start, <laughs> I will. I will give you my opinion. Uh, I've talked every episode so far. But how I have three teenagers at home. We have a 16-year-old junior in high school. Yeah, three? Um, and twins. <laughs> God, I, I wish Smart you guys ass. were all here. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm about to go across the table. Okay. Uh, and twins that are 13 years old. Eighth graders about to turn in to high schoolers next year. Uh, my, my junior is the drum major for her high school. How Fairly responsible. It doesn't. What no. makes me feel old is to know that our oldest son is 29. So I'm not old, wow. but I have a kid who is, which is totally weird. 29, 20. Brent's 29. Gina's 26. Wow. Abigail's 16. And the twins are 13. So, um, and those three are still at home while the other two are leading thoughtful, productive lives on a daily basis. Does um, it make you want to buy a Ferrari? No, it doesn't. <laughs> it does. It does. The Challenger Hellcat. I, I do have one. Faith No More's Midlife Crisis is like yeah, yeah. Faith No More's Midlife Crisis is like my theme song right now. <laughs> now, if I could just grab a new pair of UGG boots, I'd be really happy about that. I don't even want to talk about Same the skins. Here. Whatever, they're just they don't hurt my back, and I wear them for like five years. Hey, you know what? Talk it's all not. the shit you want to about us <laughs> basic bitches, but we're comfortable and we're <laughs> drinking a bunch of sugar that's delicious. That's, so that is true. Blow me. So as far as social you media goes, it, you're hot. You're hot. I don't care what you wear. What I there you and go. we totally are so <laughs> I wouldn't do so this podcast with you my otherwise. my flip flops are okay then <laughs> all right yes um as far as social media goes what we decided at home uh, would we thought would would be a very comfortable happy medium and that was give them the access 
while they're still young enough to not switch passwords on us, to not try and hide us, hide themselves, lock us out and get difficult with it. So they didn't care that we had their passwords and it was up to us to go in there and monitor um, and then teach them how to responsibly use it, how to responsibly respond, how to what to post, kind of when to post it and obviously to read entire articles, do a little bit of research, check sources, and a little bit as they grew up, we got a little bit more in-depth with it and and a little bit more. Now they're just posting memes. They really don't give a good mother scratch what. And if you ever see Kirsten post anything on Facebook, it's recipes. But then, right. And so that's- She's 17 years old and she posts recipes of stuff. But even mine, they don't go into- Send her to my house so she can cook. I mean, they'll occasionally <laughs> we'll get we'll get Abigail, the sixteen year old. We'll get we'll get her posting something a little bit political, um, but she cares about the LGBTQ community and she identifies. She has friends from high school. High school public school is so much different now than it was when I grew up. It's so much more open. The whole transgender bathroom issue. They don't give a shit. Really? Where, where wow. are you? I, no, as far as now, there's always going to be those select few. And well, those are the yeah. people that will then turn to social media and be trolls and bully those kids and, you know, follow them into their personal lives after school. But for the most part, most schools have uh, GSAs, which are gay straight alliances. Mm-hmm. Um, most organizations, our, our Derby organization takes you. Regardless, if you want to be identified as a he or a she or a them and a they, we ask your pronoun. What's your preferred pronoun? They tell us. That's what we use. Yes. Real quick. I don't want to interrupt, but I am interrupting because I know Andy (laughs) wants to say something too. But I want to say, get this out. I want to say awesome. Congratulations. Everything for Australia for finally voting for same-sex marriage. Absolutely. Oh, go Australia. Right now, and you just got to get rid of those goddamn I mean, spiders. It was, oh, I know. What was that uh, the percentage? Is, it, was, it was overwhelming. Yeah. I don't know what the percentage is, but it was like overwhelming. It's it was just a obviously non-issue. the majority. It shouldn't it's be an issue anymore. And and really, Sorry, quite frankly, all we gay really people needed. have every right to be as miserable as the rest as every other straight person. I'm just and saying. We are. <laughs> yes. Okay. August 12th, I married my husband. Yes. Thank Congratulations, you. Congratulations, babe. Hi, Heather. <laughs> We're running on 11, almost 11 years, 12 years. I don't know. It's been, it's been more longer in my life with her than without her. So At I least don't quarter even of remember. A well, a quarter of a lifetime. A quarter of my lifetime, for sure. Yeah. So... Congratulations. That says, yeah, that says a lot. She's so happy Andy, late anniversary. So Andy Wait, wanted to entertain me with his answers. Past? What date? Um, I think the spring it'll be 11. Awesome. Yeah. I'm going to get it for that. So Ruth and I have been together for over 25 years. Oh, Jesus. I haven't had an actual like relationship last past two years. So you guys are an inspiration. Well, Thank you. Ruth is a trooper. If she can put up with me for that long, I mean, obviously, <laughs> I wrecked a whole bunch before then. So, and I didn't find Heather until I was, you know, well in my thirties. Yeah, so, I'll I mean, probably find my match when I'm like. How many years 80, did you say Matt, you were together? And then I'll Ruth? die when I'm like eighty-two. <laughs> <laughs> we are over twenty-five. We've been, we've been married for twenty-two. Wow. And we've been together for I think twenty-five. All right, I turned twenty-eight awesome. on Tuesday. So. so it's almost his entire <laughs> lifetime. <laughs> oh, 
Aw, isn't so Andy sweet. so cute? When he's <laughs> a millennial, he was no, not No, this coming kidding. Tuesday. Yes, I am. Ooh, happy early birthday. We're doing wow. a shot after the show on All your right. birthday. My yep. exam day even. Sweet. Oh, nice. Well, <laughs> that pass God, man. Pass. So it's going to be he great. He always has to make it about him, doesn't he? <laughs> My exam day. They don't call me Now taking $10 donations Listen, okay. for Matt's exam. He didn't say he was actually, a narcissist. There's actually, I did start a GoFundMe account for that. I saw it. Did you? For what? That's for, one of those keeps growing, my, uh, keeps growing. Scroll on fast. Oh, no. <laughs> I to, liked it. I'm trying to get a little oh. help for paying for my like, exams because I don't have a, the kidding. money for it. So. Good. Right on. Yeah. Right. So the way Send the school works is that you get, um, he got a scholarship for the classes. Right. But then, so he pays for the exams, which in the scope of, you know, 10, 20, 30, $40,000 worth of debt. Um, yeah. for oh. a college course. And it makes even, a huge difference. Is at, this for IT? At fifteen thousand yeah. dollars you okay. could go to a trade school and not actually get a degree anyway. So oh, yeah. for Absolutely. a couple hundred bucks to take your exams is well totally worth it. Especially if you have parents Definitely and families that are supportive it. and you know can drives. But anyway, so so considering that that's how we work social media with our kids, we kind of taught them how to do it. We kind of dipped in a little bit and then come to find out at the end of it. They don't even take it that seriously. Um, we've we've looked and they've surrounded themselves. They've done their privacy settings the way they were taught. And they have their own passwords that are completely independent of themselves, providing that anytime I walk up and say, what's your Facebook password? They give it to me unconditionally. Um, otherwise, I sit there with them while they change it. Because then they can't. And then I and then I. I shut it down for a little while, and that has never had to happen yet so far. So with the older kids, it was a little bit more difficult because I just – it happened while they were of age, right. so that was a little weird. Uh, but now that I know what I know, it, it seemed to be a nice way. And parents out there that are that are thinking about it, let them get it while they still don't care what you see. So share the password with them and mutually have it. Check it like power school. Go in there and check what your kids are doing and then teach them the right way to do it. Because how do we teach our kids anything? We show them how to do it. We teach them table manners. We show them how to take care of their room or do the laundry or whatever their chores are. I don't think this should be any different. Andy, what do you have to say so about that? So growing up, yes, Facebook started when I was in junior high. Um, no, junior year of high school, not junior high. So um, it was it was a fad. So we all jumped on Facebook right away. So Facebook had started out as um, a social media site that college students used. And then they expanded that to... To troll people. To tro- yeah. <laughs> Essentially, yes, trolls were welcomed. It started and, uh, out as fun. It did. And, and, and we adopted it very, very quickly. We were the we were those early adopters, right? And um, my parents didn't know what Facebook was. And... Um, I think that in my case, being the oldest of two, um, and I don't have kids myself, I have cats, um, <laughs> I was told that- Same the, thing, they're still a pain in the ass. <laughs> I was told the first <laughs> the first child is is the test run, and then the second child, you know, you, you figured out the how it works. First one, you pay for therapy. Yes. Exactly. Right. And the next so, one, you have the manual for that. <laughs> Correct. Totally agree. My parents should have Sorry, taken Brent. me to therapy, seen me on the first one, but that never happened. So this is what you get. So- so, being that first child, I didn't really I'm have therapist. <laughs> I'm like my 
My mom put me through too much therapy. <laughs> Sorry, Andy. That's I think fine. that screwed me up. Some really heavy so just happened. There's got to be a happy meeting. We, we had some deep <laughs> thoughts just now. Sorry. We did. <laughs> we did. And, and I think that um, because it was so new, I, I had free reign, right? So I was able to right. do what I wanted when I wanted. And um, I think we kind of taught ourselves. So we were self- Verify that. We were self-policing, um, you Not know, you with your Andy, friends. <laughs> right. And- you you would do what was popular at the time. So I know memes are popular now and they're, they're hilarious. I post them myself. Um, but we started out evolving millennials. We had this thing called Live Journal and it was like a blogging oh, website, right. right? And so then Yahoo groups, remember those? Right. And oh um, I, I, our AIM Instant Messenger. Yep. And so we kind of evolved. And then, <laughs> and, and, but Facebook stuck. So there was MySpace and then there was MySpace. Facebook. I was like, oh, I was just going to say, I love how we all just skipped over MySpace. Like it never existed. It was like the, the initial <laughs> Facebook. I actually liked it at the time. I know I did too. You have like your own playlist. Like if you dig the music I dig, then you. And then, be my friend. And you had your top friend. I discovered yep. a and lot. And you could totally control the customization of how you're right. You had like I, a background. I totally it discovered a lot awesome. of the bands I listen to even today. Still, uh, I posted Marilyn Monroe's was my background. I love her. <laughs> I posted a glittery word on my MySpace, and it said "faded." I didn't understand what they meant by that. Uh, yeah, yeah. So now, and then I forgot the password. So, using it. so like, now, forever and ever and ever, there's my MySpace page is like faded. <laughs> like, um, I didn't mean that. It, it is not actually. That's okay. That's Charles Manson's what? Show me that what? again. Condition remains a mystery, though he is still alive. That that is the last update I heard. We heard Charlie Manson died, and we were going to have a party, but then that was debunked, and we we're actually not sure. I guess he's at death's door. Which um, Satan is busy right now. So if you want to go and break the law or do something bad right now, I think you get a pass. He's waiting. Yeah, don't waiting do for that. The bad guy. So don't do that. Don't that shoot would, up that places. That would be a post I'd go no, check. No, no, no. I will find you and I will cut on. you if you run around <laughs> shooting up places. Well, my brother-in-law just posted it that he was dead, she, and so I went double check to find out what it was. Yeah, and he's not uh, actually dead. Don't harm but I want to go back to what. Uh, your previous employer talked to you about right finding or having an issue finding people. Who could work in sales? Right, that's that's yes. my understanding. So millennials, millennials specifically, specifically, and he specifically said that they have a hard time actually communicating to people in general because of social media. I find that interesting because we, the way that millennials communicate is is probably a lot different than the way that generations before us communicate because mm-hmm. we communicate via text message or instant messenger or Facebook message. And um, what Allison had mentioned earlier was that you can't really convey tone and people who are sensitive. I'm, I'm one of those people. I will take something personally before I just read it for what it's worth. Um, Emojis help. So you say something that could be read as strong and then put a smiley face at the end. And you're like, Oh, I wasn't being a dick. I'm actually (laughs) telling a joke, telling a joke. Right. Right. Or, or you tell somebody at work, you know, so um, I, I work with a lot of, um, Basically, my, my job's done through email, right? And mm-hmm. um, if, if something comes up and, and something wasn't done right, or or I really I need something done now um, because we're correcting an issue, I'll, you know, I'm that person where I'll send an email saying, "Hey, I noticed this was done wrong. It was due yesterday, at eight o'clock. I need this mm-hmm. done right now." Smiley face. And then um, if you could, you know, email me as soon as you're done, not trying to micromanage you in, you know, in quotes. You know, I I, I want them to know exactly what I would have said, but I don't have the time to pick up the phone right now because I'm you know, on a conference call or something. So um, it's completely changed the way that you communicate, Mm -hmm. 
um, you know, not face to face. Well, and phone calls also have the pleasantries at the beginning and at the end, which can consume a lot of time. Instead of just a quick, hey, uh, just want to let you know, it's one thing for someone that you talk to a lot. But if it's not somebody you talk to often, hi, how are you? How's the kids? How's, you know, how's life? How's work? And then you got to get through all that and go, listen, what I really wanted to know was, or I really wanted to ask you, you know, what do you think about Thanksgiving? Or And, and seriously, if I just text, hey, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Nobody notices that I don't put all those pleasantries in the beginning. And then all those, okay, so then we'll get together sometime later then. And we'll figure it out when we can figure it out. Yeah, sure, no problem. And then the end gets long. So um, so I totally get if you're If you're crunched on time, I totally understand how millennials would not pick up the phone. Me, as an older adult with with grown children, I pick up the phone because I want you to understand very clearly what I'm talking about. I'll totally ask you about work, but give me a minute. I only have a minute. I got to ask this question. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've counterbalanced kind of I, all that. And I find it interesting that, that your previous employer is having this, this issue finding millennials that can communicate because it, it actually seems like we have a better understanding of how communication truly works now, if you can't put that into practice because you haven't taken courses to teach you how to speak, or perhaps you're young and you don't have experience uh, interviewing, that's a that's a real thing. I think that's that a, that's people probably have a bigger a issue. lot of anxiety. Um, but I can tell you that a lot of millennials, including me to an extent, have this feeling of I'm not going to say entitlement, but we know what we may be worth because we went to school, we paid a lot of money for it. But we're not experts, and I think that's what we need to try to understand is just because I went to school for communication and I got this job where I have moved up over the last six and a half years at the same company doesn't mean that I also should get the highest pay grade for that position. And perhaps your previous employer isn't looking for – I'm not saying they're not looking for the right folks – but perhaps they need to try a different avenue or a perhaps medium. Yeah. Right, a different medium to try to find the, the sales folks that they're looking for. And um, I also think that refining the criteria required for the position is very important um, because job jobs today are wanting more experience in the field for less money. But we don't have a way to get into the field as, and I can, without, I know this without getting that experience, without taking an unpaid internship, yeah. which, and I won't get into that because I think it's unconstitutional that you force somebody to work for free. It's, that's, that's called slavery. It's not Hello, okay. Detroit musicians, no pay it's, to play. It's not okay. Not okay. And, um, I, I think I'm very lucky to have gotten to mortgage servicing, which no one goes to school for. Um, you just fall into it. You go to school for that? You don't. I don't actually <laughs> oh. think so. I think that's a liberal arts degree, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> and and um, I, I fell into this role, knew nothing about insurance, You know, worked my way up from the bottom. Um, right. I worked in data entry. I read insurance <laughs> policies. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I, I still don't own a home. I rent. So when I see someone else's homeowner's insurance, I'm like, I don't know. I know what this means now because I'm a licensed insurance agent. But when I started working at this company, uh, I was 21. I didn't even know what a mortgage really was. Right. And I think that working in sales, depending on how um, broad this position is, uh, millennials might not have the experience they're looking for or might be ready to go, but you need they need to be refined before they can move into that. 
Um, and, and I'm trying to tie this into social media here because I think that what we've learned through social media actually helps us to communicate better, but perhaps um, they, they aren't communicating what they should be communicating to get a job. That could be. Well, right. but it's, right. but it's the personal, it's the personal things you can't learn. Uh, by test text message and and the social media the digital stuff it's it's the eye contact I don't want to take it's this too how far. the firm handshake works yeah. it's all of those things if you don't have somebody if you don't have a speech class in college you're really missing out right. they should teach you how to interview how to shake a hand yes. how to look somebody in the eye how to really sell what you believe and teach you that if you don't believe in it. Don't try and sell it. And, and I totally agree with you. And I don't want to take this too far away from social media, but I that that's exactly it. I was a requirement for me to graduate high school is I had to have a speech class. Um, Kirsten, me too. speech and college. Took it right. twice. High Kirsten was complaining about it. I'm thinking, but I go, this will benefit you. It, it sucks. Believe me, I hated it. Knowing my personality, everyone in this room knows me. <laughs> and now you yeah. have a podcast. There, I, I, I know, right? Yeah, but I'm only looking at people I actually like. Uh, I did a graduation <laughs> speech because I wanted to. Oh, but I, I truly believe that if you can't take a speech class in high school, take one in college. A critical thinking class needs to be available mm-hmm. for everybody. Um, and I got lucky in high school. I don't think it, it benefited me, but probably could have benefited me more if I was actually of the personality to actually take it on was there was this, uh, I forget even the name of the organization, but when I was in high school, there was some thing that we could, that helped with careers and teach you how to, and one thing I was, I enrolled in, not really what I was chosen and thrown into it was actually job interviews where I actually taught, job me, interviews are so taught great. me actually how to get through a job interview. Um, did I learn much from it? Probably not. Um, if I was paying more attention, I probably would have. But it was something, it was a skill. I even walking away from it, I learned what I did learn from it. It helped of this is how job interviews happen. When I went to Specs Howard, they actually had part of one of their classes was yes, sitting down doing an a job interview. I, I won the glass. Oh, wow. I, won, I sucked I at glass. it. I did not get the job. <laughs> I totally blew the whole thing. But at least it was there. And I don't know. Well, if, a crash course, you learn a lot from failure as well. So, oh, definitely. Yeah. And, I, and I think that, that helps so too. So then maybe, maybe then your uh, former employer is just as Andy had um, suggested – Either um, kind of casting his line out, maybe in the wrong waters. Maybe he needs to try now. Definitely marketing in in his in his department. The way he markets the job, the way he describes what he wants, um, and you know, just so you know, I went back to to school as an older adult to learn uh, something else. Came out a graphic designer instead of a business major, and I found the same thing. For a grown woman in her, you know, 30s, 40s, whatever, an unpaid internship is insulting. I don't even understand how they can say, hey, are you even ask me, are you willing to do this? No, I have a house. I have a family. I have a car payment. Who who are you? And so to me, the idea was utterly absurd. And when the whole hashtag thing came around, how to confuse a millennial, I was on your side like nobody's business. Don't 
the way they have it, they'll never own a house the way things are going. No. You expect them to work for free. You expect them to, like, say they come out of school for graphic design. You expect them to be a webmaster. Sorry, that's not a graphic designer. I know you guys all want to lump it up into one thing, but that's not how it works. You want a right. webmaster, hire a webmaster. But they won't know mm-hmm. shit about Photoshop, hopefully, because they'll be too busy learning those things. So no, just saying and- out there that maybe his opinion was a little biased on how he's searching for the jobs, the kind of information he's got out there for I the think, jobs. Yeah, I definitely think that he was biased in, in one way or another. And why Andy's, he gave me a shot. Andy's been a fantastic communicator. Oh, he's been you. looking us in the eye the entire time. Yeah, yeah. Hire Andy. Just right, pay him right. more than what he's making. And now. I'm looking at the way the reason <laughs> right? he probably he needs hired, a house. And I'm yeah. thinking, I need a house. Mortgage. Fixed. Fixed mortgage. Fixed. How many years? Fifteen. And, and I'm thinking yeah, the reason. Don't he, do that whole balloon. Yeah. Thing, and I think so. the reason he hired no. me in the first like, place is that housing I've, market crash. Because that, that adjustable thing. rate really got right. predatory lending right. killed me. Yeah. And knowing killed my me. knowing my issues with sorry socially <laughs> and no I've adopted a child. Being autistic the way I am, I've learned over the last 40 years of my life actually how to communicate with people because I've studied people and studied communication as much you as I You do really can. well, too. Yeah, you're really good and at the eye contact. So knowing that, I think that's what kind of helped me get that particular job at that time is that he knew that I I could pull it off because it was something I actually studied that I didn't learn in school because I had to learn it socially. Um, we're closing in on the last few minutes of the podcast. So let's let's gear oh, this toward – I know. I know, I know my gosh. I know Andy had a, a statistic. <laughs> I forget what it was. If you want to use it, um, let's go back. Allison wants something to say. Andy has something to say. I probably have. I always have something to say, so I'll just shut nah. up because um, I don't. <laughs> well, need let's to. circle back then to what we talked about. Thank you. Really. That makes me feel awesome. It should make you feel really great because I, I, I like never meant to hit that. I button. like hearing Jessica talk, but. Um, that's the one I want. Like oh, I feel like but, if he had one of those punch toys, like he would just hold it across from you, and it would just be like just the right boxing in the glove to punch me in the face. How yeah. right in the kiss? I know that's what I like best about so, him. He hits um, me. So anyway, let's leave the floor for Andy and Allison and you guys. Hashtag me too. Guys, take it away. Go ahead. Well, let's circle back real <laughs> no. quick. Then the, the the last item that I had was was an article from from CNN that actually speaks to to um again people feeling that they have been harassed online or, or people who troll others. And um, basically the article talked about um, interviewees who were questioned about their opinions of what they see online and what they've experienced online. And basically the respondents um, of the, it was just over 4,000, um, nearly 41% of them said that they had been harassed online at some point, whether it was personally or someone sarcastically said a joke mm-hmm. or someone just disagreed with them, but it was negative as opposed to just providing a different viewpoint. But um, 18 people, uh, or I'm sorry, 18% of those respondees said that they were the victims of severe trolling, physical threats, stalking, sexual harassment. Those things aren't okay. The millennials, we agree, they're not okay. It's, it's a special type of person that's out there that's doing this. Um, although it, it's becoming more common and easier to do um, because, again, the anonymity and the, the lack of authority um, or, or responsibility it's for yourself. It's so much easier when you're anonymous. And 60% of those respondents said that they saw others being harassed. And I know that we talked about it earlier. And sometimes it's like, you know, let's just scroll past this. I can't get into this with this person. But I have seen where someone has been um kind of in a 
in a spot where you're like, you know what, I think you need someone to help you. And um, I have responded in in some instances, but in most cases, um, I, I let it be. And, and maybe that's not okay. And maybe that's something we talk about another time. Um, but I'd like to um, pass it off to Allison. Do, do you have anything to talk about relating to those um, statistics? Well, what do you see? I've, I have taught my kids to surround themselves and, and, and set their privacy settings where they're not uh, victims of that. I still find, because I have two at home that are in middle school, that middle school are literally the worst years of your life. And if you could just get through that, little by little, it starts getting better and better and better. And it's ironic that we round out this show with something like that, because I really want to tag this into our mental health show that's going to be coming up in two weeks on December 1st. What kind of people and what do we think, maybe we'll do some research between now and then, as to how empty does one have to be? How how unsupported do they have to be mentally or uncared for as far as their mental health goes to become somebody who gets enjoyment and personal satisfaction from bringing everyone else down? Now, all elementary schools knows about the bucket filling theory. No matter what they call it, it's still the same theory. Um, surround yourself with people who fill it. And don't hang around people who, you know, dip from it or poke holes in your bucket to empty Mm -hmm. what is your tank. We've talked about that before, too. Um, So I just wanted to say thank you very much, Andy Flory, for coming with us. Your insight has been greatly appreciated. Thanks for having me. We would like you to come back again. I think I plan on it. Very, very fruitful for you. Um, A couple of things we learned, which which after four episodes um, we've talked to people who say they kind of like uh, how we <laughs> how we round out the end because I jot notes all through the thing. And so I do listen to you. I jot notes so that I don't forget what I want to say. We have learned tonight that emojis have a purpose. They, they do. do. I had no idea. What in the hell? This is a huge waste of time. But now I use them. I use them because, I, because they're cute and... Whatever. If but, you say but, fuck you, and that's the only text message, but you don't and the emoji include, with like the one open yeah, eye you don't and the include like that or the little kissy face. Like it just comes across as fuck you, right? I, but so see, if you I'm include a dark... little kissy face or a little winky eye, like <laughs> then it's like oh, huh, I'm a dark you're individual, fuck you, but I love you. And I tend to think that if I say fuck you and I put the face in the you end, that's me going no, off. really, I mean it. <laughs> because the sar, I, you just can't escape the sarcasm. Some people hide right. behind that. It's kind of insulting to me. I think it's a mask. Right. So I, I was unclear. But then again, right? I'm I'm in um, I'm an optimistic pessimist, is what I say to myself. Um, so anyway, and and the other thing we've learned, if us oldies have learned anything, is that you got to go for that fixed mortgage. Do not the the varying rate <laughs> don't mortgage. Don't do the arm. Don't don't do it because there'll be another day like there was years ago. And that's why I'm in a one bathroom house. So, don't know one um, person one that got into an arm. Females. That five did not females, one bathroom. See, oh that's awesome. awesome. what? That's hell. That <laughs> yes. is hell. But I have the I live with one dude, Christmas and there's tree one bathroom. So, and I still want to cut him. I decorated it. So. <laughs> don't get. Oh, oh, pink and black. Okay, okay. <laughs> we're going to buy a white one this year so I can put my Edgar Allan Poe Ravens there. Yeah, there so, there yeah, go. we're a Walking Dead sort of a family. Oh. And the last thing is when I trust that there will definitely be a douchebag in the top 10 of my Facebook feed, That's me. they're all drinking or doing oh. something else. So they weren't there today. They're 
totally will be there the minute I check my phone when this is of over. Course. So um, thanks, uh, Jessica, for playing the Zots and the Bronze Mambas and the errors for us pleasure. tonight. Uh, we will be Thank on Jessica for being Jessica. Jessica Aww, is Jessica. Thank you guys for being you. Thank I love y'all. Andrew, Andy I do. for being here. And Andy, right? you are cool. Thank shit. Matt for not actually having that punching thing that Jessica suggested just a minute ago. I wouldn't hit anyone. Anyway. Because <laughs> uh, the, the girl across either. the table is wearing wink, glasses. Wink. So just we will kidding. see you guys right. again for our two part. And um, we got some guests lined up. My wife will be at the next podcast, so if there's Yay. any reason to listen, that should be. Oh, seriously! And Sarah Beth is coming back. Um, I she's a good friend, and her and Ruth are really good friends, so it should be fun. Cool, excellent. So it looks like, uh, on behalf of Andy and Jessica and Matt, and Andy will be back, I believe, on the fifteenth. Isn't that the seventeenth? I don't know. 14? No, fifteenth. Right. Let me. I'll right. take a look. I I might be back sooner, or I might be back in the beginning of two thousand eighteen. Cool, cool. But there I'll see go. you soon. So, on behalf of Jessica and Andy and Matt and myself, we would like to tell you seriously, seriously, from the bottom of our hearts, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Be thankful for what you have, and we'll see you next time on Punk Wisdom Podcast Detroit dot com. <laughs>